Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Equal Time Soccer. This is a Moorhead State full-on dragon edition of a show. We're talking to head coach Christy Kopetz, Morgan Bachelor, and Madeline Edder of Moorhead State. Awesome to have you all and to have some NSIC and Moorhead State talk. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having yeah. us. We're excited to be here. <laughs> yeah. Well, right on. We talked to Christy uh, a while back, and so it was fun this time now to get a couple of uh, the players from Moorhead in. And so I just want to start off uh, to ask each of you. So start off with Morgan. How did you end up at Moorhead State? And feel free, you know, to give away whatever <laughs> recruiting uh, 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 games that uh, Christy played to get you locked in as a dragon. <laughs> Well, originally I came up to do the NDSU like soccer camp and mm -hmm. my mom was like, oh, you should check out this school because I was actually going to go here before I went to the U of M. And so I was like, oh, OK, whatever. So it was actually the first like college school I went and looked at. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I love the campus. So then after that whole trip of weekend, because there was a huge snowstorm and stuff, um, sure, yeah. I ended up contacting Christy and just talking to her. She came to my Colorado game, I think once, and then I signed on. So <laughs> yeah. Right on. Madeline, how about you? What was your, what was your experience like committing to, to Moorhead? Well, I'm originally from Moorhead. So it's just kind of a few blocks away, but kind of similar to Morgan did some camps in town. Christy came to some club games and before soccer was even an option, this is a great school for me because I'm elementary education. So okay. it was a perfect fit all around and just kind of worked out great in all aspects, school and soccer. So, yeah. Awesome. Future recruits, just listen listen to the pitch. Yeah. Um, I do. <laughs> I, I want to ask about this right away because I remember when I booked um, you to be on the show, Christy, I remembered immediately from the fall you all posting about the Highway 75 rivalry rock and just as a sports fan and also a rural Minnesotan uh, by nature, it, it pulled me in. I was, I love it. And also because it's, we, there's a lot of hype on Bemidji and a lot of hype on Mankato and a lot of hype on people. So it's fun to get um, something to talk about like that. So like Christy, you're someone who has a personal experience, obviously having come played at Crookston growing up in college talk about how that came to be just how the rivalry rock came to be i mean to be honest it wasn't a thing when i was a player but crookston and moorhead has always been kind of like a like a muddy grudgy kind of yeah i don't know like darby i guess i would say if i was yeah. going to use epl language sure. yeah um because you know they're kind of viewed as games that like you know, this is going to be equal or we feel like we maybe mm -hmm. have a slight advantage. Um, and, and then when I got the job here, they had established the rivalry rock, which is really cool because you see it a lot with like American football teams. They have yeah. like paddles or axes, mm -hmm. I think, you know, mm -hmm. and so it just it creates just a little bit more of a special moment for us around that game. Mm -hmm. um, and just uh, it's fun to, you know, to want to keep it and not to give it back and it just adds a special little dynamic to that where it's a very nice trophy as someone like it, so like it, it when you, i've bought trophies before and when you see it like you can see it's like oh the wpsl trophy you're like yeah i can see that it was like an 80 dollar. this looks really legit i'm just wondering where it was made it, it's honored by the way i think i retweeted it on equal time today if people want to look but it's just a stone with really nice like embezzled like where'd you get it <laughs> 
honestly i don't know but it's so heavy like it's real yeah I, it's stone it's, it's not really heavy yeah i always i always have to remind myself to bring it we've had it for the last little bit which i'm really grateful for that we've mm. able to retain it but uh -huh. i always forget to bring it on the bus or if i get to <laughs> forget feel, even though like i know all week this is the rivalry rock game right. it's like it's so heavy to carry to the field it's just like yeah. So, so I'm like, okay, here you go, players. We want it. You guys bring it back to the bus for me. You're like, well, and for Madeline and Morgan, just like what, I, I mean, there are a lot of tough games. I mean, you got some good results against other teams and some really, even like really impressive close losses, to be honest, last season. But what did it mean? What's it mean to win that? And obviously just having the trophy of it makes it, <laughs> makes it more fun, obviously, right? I think going into the game, like obviously you go into the game wanting to win, but when you know you're going to get something physical out of it, it makes it a little bit more exciting yeah. to get that rock, keep it, or bring it home. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's like an extra hype that adds to the beginning of the game, which is really mm -hmm. fun. And like all week, we always talk about it. And it's just like a really exciting thing afterwards because you're like, ha we finally have it. Yeah. So it's really exciting. <laughs> I love it. I mean, I went to college on the prairie too. And sometimes, you know, you, you have to make, you have to make things fun. You have to create the competition. I love it. But also for people who don't know it, because I didn't explain it fully, but it is the rivalry game played between Moorhead State and University of Minnesota Crookston um, and up obviously highway 75 so it is uh i love it though we love we love the banter of it and uh congratulations on retaining the rock uh <laughs> last year too you got to go on a non-conference trip to florida which i <laughs> is pretty cool immediately a reaction from the players <laughs> so <laughs> a good decision that i chose to ask about it but i'm assuming that's a cool thing to get to do you don't often get to do it no you know it's like no shade to nebraska or montana but it's usually somewhere closer like that so i'm just wondering and obviously morgan and madeline have something to share but how was the trip to tampa last year um i mean we got up right and early for the airplane and then we got uh notice like five minutes before you're supposed to get on that um what was it like an in like a a leak yeah fuel leak happened okay so she was like go take some naps i'll figure it out and that's exactly what she did we got uh -huh. a bus to Minneapolis and then slept the night there <laughs> and we took two separate planes with separate like teammates on each plane and uh -huh. flew down to florida and then our first game got canceled we sat there for like two hours for a lightning delay and then so and then christy was like i don't feel safe with this which i thought was a great option and so went back had some practices on the beach and then we got to play one amazing game in like 98 degree weather okay well this look i've been this is great because i've been wanting to make more clips of our interview shows and so this will make a great little clip of your little tampa story that is um well yeah, I was going to ask you, uh, part of it, Christy, I was going to ask you, like, what goes into planning a trip like this? And I guess I found out that it answered. <laughs> that yeah, must have been fun. Um, not so much. <laughs> it was so highly stressful for mm -hmm. me because, you know, I have mm -hmm. a passenger list of 30 people and yeah, um, trying to rebook, especially, like, basically since COVID, flying has become you know, even more challenging. Mm -hmm. um, but basically in the recruiting process, I guarantee that once in their four-year career, we'll do a special trip. So in 2018, we went out to Seattle. Mm -hmm. um, we ha obviously had this trip to Florida. So, you know, it's a lot of fundraising. The players do do fundraising on their own as well. Okay. Yeah. Um, so 
I just did not want to have to cancel the trip. So it, you know, it worked out. At least we went down there. You know, we got to play a game. Mm-hmm. You know, can't control the weather. Can't control a lot of things. But the team had a really great attitude the whole time. And, yeah. um, you know, they really got to have a different experience, which is ultimately kind of what I wanted right. out of the whole thing anyway. Did you go to the beach? Did you eat some seafood at least? <laughs> Yeah, we went to the beach. It was fun. We had a little practice session on the beach. So we did some warm up, some passing, and then just hung yeah. out in the water. No, yeah. just with each other. It was a great time. Yeah. Yeah. You got to, yeah. I mean, look, our standards are low when we're in the uh, Midwest <laughs> in the winter. Just being in a, it's fine. Like, I, I visited my parents for Christmas. They said it's not very warm. It was 40 degrees. It's fine. It had been negative 30 here. So that was, it was just fine. Yeah. Um, positive attitude from the dragons. Um, and I do want to take a break uh, quickly to read uh, an ad from our sponsor, Pence Homes. This show is brought to you by Pence Homes. Whether you're buying or selling, or if you're looking to do some projects in your current home, Nate and Lydia can help you find what you need. You need financing for a basement remodel, looking at a second bath, or even a workspace now that you are working from home. Pence Homes and their preferred lender, Angie Shearer, and Luminant Financing can help find the right financing tool for you. Go to pencehomes.com to learn more or find them on social media at Pence Homes. All right. So I wanted to ask about something you all posted uh, after the fall semester, 3.59 team GPA. I think in women's soccer, it's not so rare. I think it is a pretty, it's a, that's a strong trend, but obviously that's impressive. And I just want to talk to you, Christy, about just like the trend of obviously being in the recruiting the program for years, like that comes from like the players you're obviously bringing in. And I just wonder, you know, the benefit of the team or or how you how you have achieved, you know, getting a culture of having t- a team that's achieving that academically. Um, I mean, to be honest, I don't feel like I have to work that hard. Uh-huh. <laughs> You know, most of the young women that I'm interested in recruiting are highly driven on and off the field. And so it doesn't really change in the classroom. I think their first year, I keep pretty strict tabs on them and we do study tables and they have to check in with me about the grades that they're getting. Because, you know, in college, the structure of classes is so different. Sometimes you can have a class that has 100 points. Sometimes there's a 1,000. Yeah. So it's ultimately that transition from understanding in high school what it's like to now, okay, this is how it's like. I'm not missing all these, you know, five-point quizzes that eventually could be my letter grade. So once they kind of understand the system, you know, and understand how important time management is, then... Most of them are just super driven. And again, they make my life pretty easy when it comes to academics. But we also had nine 4.0s, which was like a really big high for us. So, um, yeah, it's amazing, to be is honest. It, is it too many dorks, Christy? Would you prefer some more jocks, like just straight up jocks? No, because I feel like that's what I am, because I'm not very academic. <laughs> so I'll just <laughs> round that out for them. That's how you, that's how you come together. But honestly, we we don't spend a lot of time talking about the challenge of. Um, uh, I'm certainly aware of it, but like the challenge of doing academics while being, you know, it's like it's D two, but you have the same basic level of commitment. It's like a D one athlete who's maybe getting a sco- a full scholarship or whatever they get from it in more perks. So, I am curious for you, Morgan and Madeline, just. You're on, I'm sure you're doing a lot of schoolwork on buses or just, you know, in hotel rooms, like talk about the challenge of that and obviously how you're able to overcome it because you're doing great in school. (laughs) Yeah, well, I think one of the biggest things for me to overcome it um, 
because I struggled in the beginning was finding like the major that was right for me because I did like, I switched like four times for my major, honestly, and finding like something that I really got into that helped so much in my academic performance. And so that made me want to do stuff on the bus. And honestly, on the bus isn't too bad. We got a little Wi-Fi block and it's not too bad. And then in the hotel room, like people will go down to the lobby together and study. So Mm -hmm. it's not too bad if you like put in the work to do it, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, I would second that, you know, the time management is hard with practice and games, but, you know, we usually travel pretty far. So you take a nap, do some homework, (laughs) talk to some friends. And then like Morgan said, like if we have, you know, a day off, we go to the lobby, do homework together, just hang out together and just stuff done. (laughs) Right. I guess, yeah, the bus, I mean, if, yeah, if if you're, uh, taking the positive spin actually yeah I mean like bus you have plenty of time where you are on the bus and you're either watching something on your phone or you can do some homework yeah I suppose um talk about uh Christy uh, you also posted I know you have maybe I think five recruits for this coming year and you're obviously getting into spring season so maybe thinking about you know how you're going to incorporate those players next year I just want to know if you had anything to share you had a couple from uh, the Fargo area, a couple from Minnesota, and then from other states too. So just for you recruiting that class, you know, maybe share um, how you came about, like, for instance, finding the players who are not from Minnesota, you know, like, how do you balance out a class like that? Well, our team is very going to be very senior heavy this year. So I have a class of 10 oh. seniors, including these two <laughs> lovely gals, here, which I'm still trying to get them to play a fifth year. So <laughs> like, we'll just see what happens there. Um, so I knew that I kind of wanted a smaller class, um, in the beginning, uh, and the Fargo kids I've watched for years. So those are kind of, you know, I watched them play club high school. Obviously they're really close. They come to camps, those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. Um, the Minnesota kids are basically from watching Minnesota state cup, which is a event that, that they have. So came down, saw them, they came to camp kind of liked the different things that they brought but mm-hmm. here in the next couple of weeks we'll be adding a couple more that are actually from Oregon um because I went out Ooh. west to watch uh watch some games because I felt like we needed a couple more to the roster mm-hmm. um and so we'll have we'll have those players basically I'm looking to get the best possible players I can you know that complement the players I already have so mm-hmm. in the spring I like to tell the players it's kind of like they get a whole whole semester to try out for where they want to be in the fall and then in preseason it's about I should already know what my returners can do let's see how the freshmen can fit in but the returners really we should have an idea by the end of the spring season like this is what the lineup looks like this is a rotation of maybe people coming in off the bench um so yeah the you know just those recruits it's like can you transition really well Mm -hmm. as a freshman or are you going to take a little bit longer to get used to the level yeah and what in general for you i mean when i had you on the show um maybe a year ago before last year it you know we talked about the challenge obviously of being budgets being the challenge for programs in the nsic because there's just some programs that are funded at a level higher and obviously recruiting comes into that so i'm just wondering obviously that's a piece of the challenge but like for you christy what's the biggest challenge to recruiting because it, it of course money plays a part but also just of like i am a a, a woman with a family and i have a full-time job and i'm trying to dr- go to oregon you know so i'm just wondering for you what's the toughest piece of recruiting in a program like yours 
Um, that's a good question. <laughs> uh, I think I, I would rather be able to see players more. So like yeah. for Morgan and Madeline, I got to see them play, you know, multiple games. So then yeah. you can really see like, okay, like Madeline's already very good at this. This is maybe where she needs to grow. This is where she's going to fit into the lineup. Yeah. This is like what her evolution is going to be. But, you know, when I go out to, I actually went out to Seattle in January, which is where I saw those players, you know, mm -hmm. I get to watch them play in one tournament. Yeah. So like right. if you see, you know, they, they yeah. do excellent in that tournament yeah. know, and they come here and maybe that was just like one yeah, week yeah. that was really good. So I feel yeah. like I have to do my homework and maybe like trust the word of club coaches or high school yeah. coaches sometimes that I don't maybe know as well as I would prefer. Right. Um, right. but I mean, I've been doing this a long time, so I feel like I, I can evaluate in a quick time frame. Yeah. Well, and honestly, if, if you have at least, you know, the level of athleticism and the level of soccer skill that you need, then most of it to me comes down to, you know, your attitude. Mm -hmm. So if you want to get better, if you're coachable yeah. and if you work hard, great, I can make you better. I can help you. If you don't have those things, there's very little I can do to make you a better player. Yeah. Yeah. No. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, so even being your program, if you were in the cities would be easier just in terms of like, there are a lot more players close by that you could watch club games or whatever you want to watch. So yeah, part of, the, part of the challenge, but obviously you still draw, you know, the talent from the Fargo Moorhead area, which is great. Um, what you posted uh, a tweet in January, you already said, I've seen a lot of things recruiting on the sideline of a soccer field, but an open fire pit talk about fired up explain where was this, where was this? <laughs> so, so i'm out in seattle and to me the weather is beautiful it's like right balmy. right it's like 50 degrees i'm like yeah. i don't need my parka this is so beautiful yeah and these parents literally have like one of those solo stoves yeah on like a on like a wagon you know yeah, a yeah. wet metal wagon like open flame like not even five yards from the sideline yeah <laughs> How is the referee not thinking this is unsafe? <laughs> you know? Like it's not even cold. <laughs> like maybe here, like at one of our spring yeah, games, yeah. I be like let's roast some marshmallows. But <laughs> no, I just was like baffled by the the safety piece uh, and just that they even felt like they needed a fire. Come on, Chris, you coach the dragons, Chrissy. This is open flames. Like this is this no. is what it's about. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, maybe I could bring that to to the next. I mean, game. for sure, it wouldn't be a surprise in Minnesota. I did uh, shout out to Minnesota state i'll call them because i know they preferred that that my brother and i did a commentary on a stream of theirs and i would have liked a fire pit to be on the sideline because it gets brutal <laughs> in the fall um uh but that was fun uh i want to know switching gears a little bit so for both morgan and madeline i want to know which nsic team you want to beat most <laughs> I did warn them that they shouldn't give away any ammunition, you know. To oh, I mean, come on. This, <laughs> we're building the game through 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 context and culture. We gotta have the conversation. <laughs> you can say you could say a non-conference team if you want to avoid it, but I I mean look, yeah, you can <laughs> mine is probably Bemidji. They're yeah. obviously a really great program. I have some former teammates on that team, so it's fun to, you know, be on the other side, not on yeah. their team, and, you know, just put in the best effort we can. Well, that was a really close, it was just 1-0, right? Like, you, that's that's impressive, honestly. Like, they are a big-time team this year, last year, so, yeah. 
Um, I would personally say probably Augustana. <laughs> I well, I was coached by their former coach for a long time because I'm from Sioux Falls. So uh-huh. their coaches coached me when I was a little babies, and then I have a ton of club players on that team. So it's yeah. really fun to like get at it with them all the time and stuff like that. I've known them since we were like eight years old. So yeah. I just love playing against them. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm sure that's a tough that's a tough game for sure. Well, and I wanted to ask you because Sioux Falls City started this last summer and it was just a really, it was fun for me to watch because I cover summer soccer leagues. And so they did a really good job of promoting their players and promoting like the game. And I just wondered if you, you know, what your thoughts are, if you like noticed that. Oh, absolutely. I mean, a lot of the people that I like follow on Instagram and stuff like that, I still follow my club team and Mm -hmm. it it was all crazy. They're really good with posting everything online. They're really good at their social media. Mm -hmm. And I just thought it was a fun thing to add to Sioux Falls because, I mean, soccer has been continuously growing there. So when they added that club team, I thought it was like a great option for people who Mm -hmm. stay in Sioux Falls in the summer. So I thought it was pretty cool i wish they had it when i was there i know yeah it was fun it's a very cool thing because we just really try to promote the game like like i know chrissy joked like we're trying to get like a scoop but it we just really want people to see you know stories of the game so they did a really good job i bought one of their away jerseys they're really cool and yeah they they came down um I watched them when they played uh, down here in the city. So yeah, that's a, it's a cool thing to see how many of those teams are popping up because it's just, mm-hmm. there's a lot of exposure, you know, obviously like Minnesota Aurora getting crazy exposure is only good for the game. Like they had a game against at the same time as Minnesota United, they sold out. So just for anyone in the women's game, you're like, it's just a nice message that obviously people want to support it, um, support the women's game if it's there. Um, I also wanted to ask for both Morgan and Madeline, what's your favorite away trip in the NSIC? So it might not be like, you know, who you want to go beat, but also like, you know, I know like Northern State has a really nice stadium, or is it like that you get to go to the cities if you go to Concordia? Like, what's your favorite away trip? Um, I think mine would have to be Winona. Okay. It's gorgeous there. Yeah, River. Um, I would probably say Duluth. I think it's gorgeous and we yeah. got to stay at a little cute hotel and I got to see the bridge and like the giant ships and I've never seen that before. <laughs> I thought it was the coolest thing ever. So <laughs> right on, right on. I lived in Duluth for like 12 years. So no, it is, it's, it's an amazing place to live. Very, okay. very scenic. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they had a couple good wins this year as well. UMD. Um, I wanted to ask you, we mentioned Sioux Falls City, and I just wanted to ask for Morgan and Madeline, and obviously, Chris, you'd have some perspective on this as well from the uh, coaching perspective, but how do how have you approached summer, um, like training or playing on a team, or maybe you're working or doing internships? I just, it's it's a tough thing to manage. Players have all, some players say, I just need the break, and they don't play on a team, and some play on a summer WPSL team every year, you know, like Dakota Fusion or something, so... I'm curious for you, Morgan and Madeline, how have you approached that through your years? Obviously, one of a couple of it being COVID influenced. So, yeah, I mean, for me, last year, I had a trouble with the job that I got trying to balance everything, and then one of the coaches on the Fusion team asked if I could play for them, and I was like, "Yeah, absolutely!" So I just hopped on the team and uh-huh. then I started playing for them, and 
we do have summer lifts like throughout the summer and this and that like a lot of other teams do so people go to those lifts they're super early in the morning so almost everyone can get there in the morning Uh and so i think the biggest balance for like this coming year we have a lot of people staying which is amazing and so i think it's just getting people up in the morning and coming to it um yeah i don't know yeah, kind of going off of that, um, a lot of people are staying in town. We obviously have a lot of Fargo-Moorhead people coming in, so it's fun to get some of the incoming freshmen at the lifts. And mm-hmm. on the soccer side of it, I've been playing with Dakota Fusion for a few years now, mm-hmm. so it's been fun to see it grow and see some of those incoming freshmen playing with us and getting a lot of our roster plan for Dakota Fusion, too. Yeah. So, yeah. My former assistant, Sierra, uh, is the head coach at Fusion. Okay. Um, So she knows the players really well. She, you know, she was with us for for a couple years. Um, She does a really great job. The players really respect her. So Mm -hmm. that's nice because I think they know what to expect playing for her. And, um, you know, I know the owner of, of Fusion really is trying to grow the women's game as well, which I really appreciate. Mm-hmm. And I know we'll have a lot of people taking advantage of that program. Um, and just, they also get to play with other people in the community and other yeah. NSIC players. So right. although I know, you know, everything's always about competition because everybody wants to win, but it is really nice to develop connections with other players and mm-hmm. learn from them um, and just their different styles and, you know, training against them. I know, they played with some NDSU players that I think uh-huh. they learned a lot from, oh, if yeah. I recall. Yeah. Um, so I think that's kind of neat too, is just to to build those relationships with other women that are mm-hmm. playing sports as well. Yeah, it, I mean, and it, it's a cool uh, thing to see it. for anyone who watches, especially when you're watching summer leagues like the WPSL or with Aurora coming in um, and Rochester, the W League in Minnesota, you notice that there's just talents at every level because, you know, for example, like just Aurora made the final of their league, right? And they didn't have a bunch of players playing in the ACC or playing in like, you know, in the Pac-10. They had like a player from a junior college, player from NAIA. They had like two players from like D3. It's like, so um, that's the cool thing about for folks who, if if you watch WBSL, it's all streamed. uh, Mostly it's streamed on 11 or it's streamed by teams. And if you watch the games, I mean, the talent level is really high. And for people who play, if you're playing at Moorhead, it means you get to play against people who play D1 or at bigger schools. And it's a very, it's a fun thing to watch in the summer and it kind of runs really short, but yeah, there's, uh, it's coming up fast. Um, and for spring season, obviously it's kind of for soccer in college that you have a spring season that is not, you know, like your competitive record, but obviously it's a really important part of the year. So I'm curious for like Madeline and Morgan, I know, for example, this spring, you'll get to play NDSU at some point. And I'm curious for you, like, what do you take or what do you try to focus on taking from spring season like this and also getting a unique matchup with like a D1 program like NDSU? I I love the game personally. I think it's so much fun. We get to be super physical against them because they are a physical team and I love that. Yeah. Um, It's really nice to like kind of get ideas from them too because whenever I play soccer or like watch my performance afterwards, I love getting the ideas from the other teams. Mm-hmm. And so I just, I love the competition when we get to play with them because it's also a team that we only get to play once a year instead of playing them every single year in conference. And especially in spring, we're trying a bunch of new positions. We're trying different things and you're just 
trying to see what matches up best. And so playing different levels of teams also can really um, help us learn for the fall also, I think. So I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good opportunity for us to come together and work together, see what we can do, obviously, as the underdogs for them being a D1 school and us being D2. It's mm-hmm. just fun to take it and you know just kind of run with it, do what mm-hmm. we can. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, and Christy, talk about like going into next year. I don't know how the phasing in of coaching staffs works, but I did see that you had like you have some changes for the staff coming up this year. So I'm just curious about you could speak on that of what you have for your team coming up 2023. Yeah. So, you know, assistants, you know, they come and they go. And, you know, part of my job is to develop assistants to move on to whatever their next journey Mm -hmm. is. And I really try to do that and provide them a good opportunity. So I actually have Kendall Shower who played for me in the area. So she's just with us for the spring. And Mm -hmm. then, um, you know, Marty will still be with us. So we'll probably be, be looking for, for a new assistant coming up here, but I'll have mm-hmm. to, to get that job posted and whatnot. But um, it's been nice to have Kendall back. She she was a center back, which is what Morgan plays. And so she can provide, um, you know, knowledge there. And yeah, so we'll, we'll kind of see what happens going forward. But it sucks to lose people because you have good people, but it's also, you know, yeah. what happens in the game. Yeah, nature of the game. Yeah, if, if you're doing a good job nurturing assistants, then they might get a chance somewhere else or uh, yeah, or also they, you know, get some other full-time opportunity because it's tough. It's tough. Yeah. Um, talk about Christy, you could start for this, but for the 23 season, obviously like this spring is a part of preparing for that, but what are your goals on the field in terms of, uh, you know, you, you're retaining the rock, obviously that I'm sure that's a goal, but otherwise, what, uh, how do you set out your goals for 2023? Um, you know, I can't remember if I said this last time we talked, but my goal has always been to be top eight um, yeah. to make the conference tournament. And, yeah. you know, in 19, we had a really good year. We were really close mm-hmm. to be honest. I mean, when you look at our record from this past year, you maybe wouldn't think that we did well, but my feeling is that it was, it felt like a much better year than 21. Yeah. Um, and I think we have a lot of talent we brought in a couple transfers at semester that I think are going to be really helpful. Um, and I just feel like the overall vibe of the team is really hungry. So I feel like that top eight is mm-hmm. attainable for us. Yeah. So now we're just, you know, the spring trying to take steps towards getting closer to that. So can we be sharper on maybe some of the smaller details mm-hmm. to put ourselves, you know, ahead in like those one, one ties or zero, zero ties, or even closing out a game where maybe we're just up one, nothing. Can we close it out instead of, you know, giving up that late goal? Yeah. So I think it's, it's just about those details. And with a senior heavy team, mm-hmm. that should be something that, that they can help execute on the field with like their leadership. Yeah. Um, so that has been the goal. It will always be the goal until we can yeah. attain it. And then I'll move on. to oh, the goal. It's tough. And then SIC, it, it was a team like I, I, I think of for whatever reason, think of Winona this last year who it was like, oh, shit, they're kind of they keep hanging around and grabbing. And they, you know, like where they weren't in the tournament the year before, even like they're competitive. But um, no, you had a lot of close results. I mean, like it was at like four three with Augustana or and so and like we mentioned the Bemidji game and others. So um it's thin margins in the middle. The middle of the NSIC is brutal. Yeah, it is brutal. Yeah, it is. Uh, but also makes it fun to watch because anything can happen. Um, so 
switching it up. Look, both Morgan and Madeline, your seniors. I mean, Christy already said she's trying to get you to come back for a fifth year, so you have nothing to lose. How many goals would Christy score if she played this year? <laughs> come on. She could be a super sub. She could be, a, I don't know what minutes, but just from your perspective, how many goals do you think? I don't, I don't know. She, she sometimes like hops into practice with us. Yeah, she, that's a, I assume, yeah. I assume she does. Yeah. Uh, and she, she gets out on the field. So I wouldn't be surprised. Give me 10 red though. <laughs> how many? Is it 10? Kind of scary to go one on one with. I'm she, not gonna lie. She just plays uh -huh. with us in the weight room. Like she was right. my partner for one of them, and she hung through the whole time. So okay. she's she's up in there. Okay. All right. So you guys wouldn't be mad if if she was subbing in. You'd be fine. You'd be good with it. Oh yeah. <laughs> Thank Christy, Christy. Now for the truth. How many? You tell me because you know how much those legs could actually take. How much? What what, what role? What role would you play this year if you played? Uh, I'd be like a forward that subbed in for like the last 10 minutes of the first half, probably. Uh -huh. When the game's a little bit slower, everybody else is tired. I mean, get a little physical. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, use that mom strength. Right. Yeah. For sure. Right. For sure. Super um, underrated. <laughs> speaking of that, I did want to ask you, Chrissy, too. How is the game growing with the little ones? Because I know it's still, it's obviously, it's Stoke City for these, it's, it, for these kids. <laughs> are they playing are they playing the game what are you seeing out of them what prospects are you seeing out of the kids oh um well we put them in soccer and my littlest olive she's two and she mm -hmm. is like a tiger so mm -hmm. she just like <laughs> what are they doing even like <laughs> just little game little like um yeah. like ladders they do a lot of tag yeah um, yeah yeah, Otto Ooh. actually wants to be a goalie like Carly, so he'll put his uh, his big goalie gloves on at home and okay. and practice catching. He's not so interested in the actual soccer part, but mm -hmm. they come to soccer um, uh -huh. on Wednesdays and see the girls. But they're they're very shy. So oh, really? Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's intimidating, you know, seeing all the yeah around all these athletes. Um, yeah. That's great, but you know, I mean, that's I. Uh, I assume, yeah, that's amazing to think kids like playing soccer at two years old. Cause like when I, I don't know with you, Christy, when I grew up, like I didn't know anything about soccer. Like I didn't have any exposure <laughs> to the game. Um, How old were you guys when you played, started playing? I started at four years old. Four? What's your, yeah. what was your, I like to ask what your first team was, if you remember. I, the only like team name I'll ever remember is we were called Swagger. And like, <laughs> Yeah, and we would split. So, like, if we had, like, because we had a lot of girls on our roster, so we'd split up into, like, three teams. So it'd be Swag, Swagger, and Swagalicious. Oh, my God. And that was in, like, middle school when, like, Swagger was, like, a super okay. cool thing. So that's <laughs> the one I'll always remember. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Cr Christy, I'm glad you uh, uh, segued us into me asking her that. that. That's why I asked the question. How about you? <laughs> um, I want to say around six. Yeah. My story isn't as exciting. I just played <laughs> swag <laughs> one team, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just played for a thing, the Heartland Soccer Club. There was no swagalicious team. That, <laughs> but, you know, it's like people when they play when they're like five, it's like I was on the blue team, you know, or like I was on the Lions, you know, and you're like, it's just funny to know. Um, this is, Christy won't want to answer this, I know, but I think uh, Morgan and Madeline might, are Mankato and Bemidji overrated? 
<laughs> I mean, okay, let's be honest. Every team is different every year. You get new, mm-hmm. you get right. new players every single year. I mean, last year versus Bemidji versus this year, like we stood it like when we had like our walkout and stuff like that, like they're like four inches taller than us than last year. Like <laughs> for some reason, like I I don't know, they like grew like five inches, which is incredible for them. Fall bunion stuff, um, man. It's fall bunion. Yeah. So, but um, I just think of every team like every single year being different, you know. Yeah. So we have different um like games and scores mm-hmm. against every single team every year. So that's right. kind of how I put against it. So mm-hmm. maybe they'll be good again this year. Maybe they just lost their like star player. You never know. So that's yeah. what I personally think. Yeah. Natalie, <laughs> <laughs> not gonna say much, but I obviously mean, they're really good programs. So. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's maybe. Coaches. Yeah. It it was just as much a question for me because as someone who has to to cover the NSIC in Minnesota, mm-hmm. obviously it's like you cover when they're in the tournament and stuff. And I'm like, am I covering them too much? So I just wanted to ask them <laughs> the dragons if you know for some perspective. Um, but no, it is uh int- you might not think about, but it really matters where you're playing them. Mm-hmm. Sure. So Sure. Like our field is grass and it can sometimes be a little bit bumpy based on like uh-huh. the precipitation and it's uh it's pretty narrow. Uh-huh. Like playing us on our field is very different than like going to Bemidji on playing mm-hmm. on their turf yeah. or going to even Mankato's grass field um is different than ours so yeah. You know, sometimes teams can't adjust as well against us because of where we're playing or vice versa. You know, it might be hard for us to adjust. Totally. Yeah. No, it is very different. I mean, in playing on, um, yeah, playing on like a football field, like Bemidji plays on their football field, right? Like a turf and it's, and it's narrow and, um, yeah, it's different. I get that makes a lot of sense. Um, I appreciate you guys humoring me on that. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, who for, I guess, I don't know if I asked you this, Christy, when I talked to you last time either, for all three of you, who's your favorite soccer player? I think, oh, you said Julie Ertz mm-hmm. when I listened this morning, maybe. Yeah. I don't, th- I mean, I still love how, like, my favorite is, like, she's just so hard, but she yeah. hasn't played for a while because I think she had a, a baby, so I haven't seen yeah. her play for a while. Yeah. Um. I think Mal Pugh is doing amazing right now. Crazy. Just, uh, yeah, she's just so, and I mean, Rose Lavelle is like next level, just crafty, <laughs> creative. Um, Madeline has a little bit of like that craftiness to her play. And then I would say Morgan has a little bit of the hard edge that like Julie has. So right, um, high praise. That's as much as you could want, Morgan, yeah. from the coach. Yeah, I don't want to take a hit from Morgan. Let's just, and I don't want to defend Madeline 1v1. So, sure, sure. I love it. Who are your favorite for you, Morgan and Madeline? Who are your favorite players? I probably have to say Alex Morgan. I mean, I kind of followed her as she was growing, and I mean, she had kind of the same name as me. So, like, that just immediately drew me to her, and I was yeah. like, oh, okay. So, that's yeah. just kind of been my person ever since. Yeah. Mine would have to be Luca Moderich. He plays for Croatia, yeah. and he's such a crafty guy he's so fun to watch <laughs> yeah yeah oh he's the best yeah no he's uh he's a killer they did uh um netflix had a series where they had followed captains through the world cup qualifying and he was one of them and so it was awesome yeah it was like him comforting you know i was just like wow I, he i want him to lead me yeah <laughs> that's great um awesome well i really appreciate you all joining everybody 
uh, tune in. Obviously, there's spring games uh, to follow, but the NSIC is a pretty easy conference to follow. In the fall, you could watch all these games on their website. For Moorhead, also travel to the games if you're in the cities when they come to Concordia. Um, yeah, thank you so much for joining. Thank you thank for you. having us. Awesome. <laughs> the dragons. <laughs>